App Store or... You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Your regularly scheduled program is not available at this time. Please enjoy this special broadcast on AINC. You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather around and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. It's time for another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. We're going to be talking about a cool little adjustment to a recipe for some brownies that are amazing. And we're going to talk about reverse searing, what it's all about, and why we do it. You're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Hey folks, welcome back to Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And joining me today, right here in studio, I am happy to introduce Mr. Vince Sobers. Brother, how you doing? Chris, I'd be hard hard pressed to find anything to complain about, man. Yeah, well, Keeping good. it churning. Yeah, how are man. You? Awesome, because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah you're not the only one so. oh yeah man uh yeah you know what i mean this life is good life is good sure is so we've we've got to hang out go go to lunch together you you yeah. and your wife my, myself and my wife and yeah that uh, was nice we don't get out a lot especially right? with other adults yeah yeah you got you got your your kids are with grandparents so mm-hmm. yeah man that's uh yeah we just little... got the twins with us right now so <laughs> As hard as we try, you know, they're still slowing us down. So. All right, right. Poor, poor Zaba, man. <laughs> <I know>. she's, <laughs> and she's got all summer to get through, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I know. She's yeah. She's got a good attitude about it right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, man, it's blessed. You know, it's, you're blessed. No oh, doubt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Man, I mean, yeah, there's been no complaints about having twins. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people are uh, more nervous than we are but yeah right i know it's <laughs> i'm one of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know you have a few kids and then people just stop getting excited when you have more kids you know yeah. your first kid oh congratulations congratulations yeah, guys yeah. you just and second kid and you know by the fourth fifth kid you guys yeah. sure yeah <laughs> What more? Another yeah. one? You know what causes that, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's why I'm so good at it, Chris. Oh man, I tell you what, that's uh, it, it is. You know, kids are a blessing. I mean, even the Bible says, yeah, that you know, blesses a man whose quiver is full. And uh, dude, you, your quiver's it's, it's getting full, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that's I know. Awesome. When you when you got to upgrade from a minivan um, to a tour bus, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you, uh, we're reaching capacity. I think. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, yeah. Whatever God has in store for us, right? You know, that's fine. Cool, cool. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot though on something else. All right, from our last episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you went back home after our last episode together, right? You, we talked about disposable cutting boards. Now, we've gotten some feedback on that a couple of times. Some folks were like, I've never even heard of disposable f- cutting boards. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, the brand that I have is uh, Smoky Mountain Smokers, mm-hmm. disposable cutting boards. You have, I think, cost and t- cut, cut and toss, cut and toss yeah. cutting boards. Uh, but they, they they work the same, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of they're 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 disposable, so a little bit flimsy. And when you're done, you can roll them up, throw them away. But they've got a little groove all the way around the the edges, and so you got you can fold up the edges, the lip, which you did not. You know just want to laugh at me I again, did. Chris? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so you went home and you double checked, and yours has it. Yes, right? it has so, it. All right, all right. And so you used it, and and you folded up the edges, and and you. You found that it worked very well. It does, yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes a little box that you. I mean, it's kind yeah. of like a, or like a tray, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Contains everything. No, uh, you know. Um, sometimes though, if I'm if it's a big piece of meat, I kind of like the surface area. I don't know, but sure. I don't have that much experience with it yet. I think I've only um, used them a couple times since then. So. Yeah, I got you. All right, all right, cool, cool. Yeah. So, but but I mean that's you know it's great though it collects all the juice you, you know mm-hmm. it's it's awesome that's yeah. cool all right so uh, but I, I know I didn't say the brand last time um, that we were on because I didn't know what brand I had when we said what you were using but uh, what I've got and got at the grilling store um, or the, the Smoky Mountain smokers is is the brand of disposable cutting boards and and yeah man they they just we love them. They're they're great. Um, I think a must have in the kitchen. Whether you're grilling or just doing stuff inside, they just make easy cleanup and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, just roll them up, throw them away. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I clean up, easy cleanup. I mean, that's uh, all about very, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Your wife is happy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I wanted to talk about uh, reverse searing. Uh, on today's program. And then I want to give a, a recipe as well for, uh, or a, a modification of a recipe for brownies. So don't let me forget that. All right. Okay. So don't let me forget well, yeah, to talk about the brownies. You're not at the beginning of the show. You can't yeah, forget it. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll get there, but we're not going to do that first. <laughs> first, I want to talk about reverse searing right. and, and what exactly that is, because there's lots of methods when it comes to cooking steaks, both inside on the stovetop in the oven and uh, and at the grill. And a lot of times people think of searing the meat first and foremost. And, and in fact, on our YouTube channel, Blind Grilling uh, YouTube channel, I've got an episode that where we, we did an indoor uh, cook with some fillets where once we got them seasoned up, we got our skillet, cast iron skillet on the stovetop just searing hot, got some butter in there, and we put the um, you know, we put the fillets down it for about a minute and a half each side, and then we had our oven preheated to 350 degrees, and we took out the you know, we grabbed the skillet with a heat resistant glove after searing both sides, and then we stuck it in the oven to let it finish for about 10 minutes maybe. Um, sometimes it didn't take that long. Sometimes, you know, a few minutes more, depending on who, you know, how well done they want their steak. Now, first of all, this is not reverse searing. That's not what we're talking about right now. No. That's just one method. And that's usually what people think of is, is sear it off 
and then let it finish. And and that's one way people will do it in the egg uh, as well. The first my first experience on the grill uh, in the big green egg, my brother had shown me that uh, you know he would sear the steaks, get the grill, you know, say five hundred degrees, sear both sides of your meat for you know a minute and a half each side, and then leave the steaks in there, but shut down the vents completely, shut the egg down completely, mm. and just let it die down just the residual heat you know, finish cooking the steak. That's a little hot. It, for... Well, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, it, it cools it. It works. It works. Yeah. Hmm. For um, what it, what to get medium. Yeah. Well, no medium rare because you got to think when, just cause you sear it, right. You're searing it so quick. Your steak is still less than a hundred, hundred degrees internal temp. You, well, yeah. I mean, it depends on the thickness. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I and mean, we're usually doing pretty thick. Steaks. You go two inch thick, then sure. Yeah. Well, you, Inch and a quarter, inch and a half. Yeah, yeah. Is probably uh-huh. about what we're doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that that was that was kind of a, a traditional method that a lot of folks would use, I think. Yeah. Um, and now, again, you shut the grill down and you let it go for a little while, and then you and you come back after you know five minutes or so, and usually they you know they've they figured out how long to let it go for their steak to reach their temp, um, or they're using a probe that allows them to monitor that meat mm-hmm. but the reverse sear is is you know flipping that the opposite of that right so the sear comes at the end so the reverse sear is when you're going to smoke the meat low and slow and bring it to a uh, to a, the temperature that you're just about looking for mm-hmm. right and so yeah maybe, i mean not 20 almost. degrees less maybe it's 15 degrees less do you do that less well i don't know no, probably not that much, but yeah, I guess it depends um, how sometimes I um, really want that, that crust on the outside. It can be a little yeah. harder to get when you're, um, you've already been smoking it. Uh, I mean, you could reapply some spices or something, but. Um, well, I'll give you a tip for that as we go through this in just a minute. Mm-hmm. But, but let's first of all, let's say, you know, we're, we're looking for that smoke, right? We, we want that smokiness. Uh, in that flavor that we're going to get from the charcoal. So so let's put it in, let's say, at 250 degrees. We put the steak on or, or tri-tip, right? This works with tri-tip. It works with ribeye. It works with filet. Uh, you can do a whole center-cut tenderloin, you know, uh, and you can do this with pork. You can do this with a pork loin. You can do this with a, a pork um, uh, pork chops. Uh, the temperatures are going to be completely different, okay? Because mm-hmm. with pork, you want over... You're looking for to get over 140 degrees internal temp, but with steaks and tri-tip, you know, for for most of us, we're wanting that medium rare. And so, what is your go-to when it comes to tri-tip, for example? What what's um, your temp? T- anywhere between 120 and 130. I mean, mm-hmm. I I like it rare. Uh, my kids don't tend to like it as rare as I do. Um, well, I'm sorry. I, I'll pull it from. Um, smoking at around those temperatures and then give it a quick sear usually i'll give it a quick sear um but um like the last time i made one i think i i I cooked it a little more than i tend to like it but um Mm. i think i pulled it about 130 130 135 like um somewhere around there more medium yeah yeah it it was and that's not really how i tend to like it but um uh I don't know. I, I my goal was to just um, 
render it as much as possible, I, I guess, you. for the kids. Yeah. And, and, of course, I mean, it, this isn't the intent. I think uh, we mentioned on last week's program um, when we talked to Mikey K about the differences of, of tri-tip where you can go and do it like a brisket if you wanted to. Yeah, in but, that case, I'd probably 190. Yeah, yeah, usually. so you're taking it way high. But but as far as, you know, when you want tri-tip where you're going to do it like a steak or you're doing steak, there's always some carryover uh, rise in temperature. So if you pull it, let's say, at 120 and you let it rest, it's going to carry over and come up to about 125. Mm-hmm. If you pull it at 130, it's going to carry over, right, and uh, pull it off the grill. It's going to carry over, you know, the general rule of thumb is five degrees. Sometimes it's a degree uh, or two less, sometimes, you know, more. But for the most part, you can figure on about five degrees carryover temp. And so let's say you pull it at 123, okay, Um you know, you've got your probe in, you're keeping track of your steak, your your tri-tip, whatever cut of meat you're looking for. And let's say you want an internal temp of 128. Well, you know, let's say you pull it at 123 and there's going to be a little bit of residual um, heat rise, can, you know, that carryover. So it'll come up to about 128 while it's resting. In the meantime, you're getting your temperature hot, right? You're You're really trying to raise that temperature. And just my mic. We need to really adjust, uh, raise that temperature, and uh, and not only get it hot for a sear, right? Mm-hmm. But um, you know now you're, you're you're basically at your done temp. So your searing is now to get the crust on the outside, not so much to cook the meat anymore. You want that crust, that nice mark, or you know that that little bit different of a uh, texture that that sear can give you. Um, and for that, usually people are bumping their grills up to 500 degrees or more. Uh, some folks, you know, sometimes like myself, I'll actually fire up the griddle and and sear on the griddle. And rather than grill marks, you know, just have the entire thing. Or in a cast iron skillet, you know, you can put a cast iron skillet in the grill and get it hot and do it on a cast iron skillet. Um, I, what is, what have nice. you been doing when you after you pull it off before you sear it what are you doing um before i sear it to get it ready what do you get what do you do to get it ready to sear if i um typically i'll um i'll I'll pull it off set it on a a tray off to the side um maybe loosely cover that with foil Mm -hmm. i mean mostly that's just to you know keep anything out of it um I'll pull the basket out. Um, sometimes I'll just I'll, I'll just pull the ceramic um, convector out, uh, so it's direct heat, and um, just throw either throw the grates on the bottom, uh, you know, the fire ring, or put them on the bottom of the basket, the half moon grates. Just get um, them as close to the fire as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, uh, and then I just you know I just throw that steak on there. Um, and sear it. that's this is more often than not um i'd say i tend to mess up steaks at this <laughs> part of the process because right. i can't see how the sear is going to know you know i i like to try to get those grill marks and all the stupid superficial stuff that you don't really need to do yeah <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, i don't know I, I like to try uh, but i can't see yeah. it so it's not really um i, I wind up 
you know, leaving it on too long probably or or just not noticing where my coals are the hottest. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it'll be um, just too close to the fire or, or something. Yeah, sure. Just getting more cooked than I want it to yeah. be. So I have, you know... Often I'll I'll just take it inside and sear on a cast iron, and I really like doing it that way. I think it mm-hmm. tends to turn out better. But I don't know. Sometimes I just want that um, charcoal flavor sure. on them. So yeah. Well, I mean, if you've reverse seared and you get that smokiness and that charcoal going anyway, um, you're, you're going to have some of that. But yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Wanting to go ahead and do you know finish it everything on the grill. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, especially in the middle of summer, right? It's ninety, ninety five degrees, hundred degrees outside. People yeah, you are don't doing go inside everything they can, right, to avoid yeah. turning on their oven or their 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 stovetop inside. And so you try to do it all outside as much as you can. So I definitely get that. But you know, there's a couple of things that you can do that will help you with that crust with that. Uh, those those sear marks. Now, there are items you can get, such as the brand grill grate brand grill grates. Yeah, I mean, and I've seen those, and I know a lot of people are using them uh, recently. But man, that's that's pretty yeah. hefty price just to get some. They 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 come mark. with a cost, but I'm gonna tell you, know, a lot of folks. The reason they are so popular and they use them is, first of all, because they work. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing sure. yeah. how well they work. But also, uh, you know, they they use them in state competitions because mm-hmm. they're, they're judged by those marks, right? Whether you have the square pattern or the diamond pattern, you know, yeah. that people are looking for. They use those grill grate brand grill grates, you know, the, the, which are like this this aluminum um, material that accentuates the heat to a, uh, I mean, it's it's unbelievable how much hotter they get than your regular cooking surface. Yeah, um, cooking grates. I I know there's a, a video out there somewhere where they um, I think they test the temperature at yeah. the grate level, and I th- uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, at least this is what I've gotten from the big grenade community. Um, if you just have your a stock big green egg your temperature at the grate because some people actually use pit tree um uh what are the pro trees for their pit thermometers instead of clipping to the thermometer mm-hmm. uh the the dome thermometer um but the temperature at the grate is going to be um actually a little bit lower than the temperature at the top of the dome because of the way the heat is moving through there mm-hmm. um now that maybe that's only i don't know if that's yeah, but the, the grill grates with, though are going to change. Them. Yeah, the grill grates are actually I forget what they how much they add, but maybe like a fifty degree difference or something like that. It, it can just, be as much as one hundred and fifty. Can it really? Yeah, okay. it, it's generally a hundred, but it's not the air temperature around it. it. What the temperature that they're measuring on those grill grates are the surface temperature. Mm-hmm. So you need to use one of those IR, you know, instant or yeah. uh, those uh, infrared thermometers and and those that that aluminum grate that they're cooking on now, I mean, it's it's 100 degrees or more uh, than what you're sitting at, which is why they're so popular for pellet grills. Because the biggest complaint about a pellet grill is, oh, I can't, I can't sear on it. And, you know, you th- get these grill grates and you put those in a pellet grill and you set your pellet grill to 500 degrees and you're like, that's the max I can get. I can't get any more out of it. Well, 
you know, those things start absorbing all that heat, and all of a sudden you've got a surface temperature of 600 degrees that you're searing steaks on, and people are just amazed at the difference that makes. So the so grill grates is, is one way you can do it, but it's not the only way or not the way you have to do it. Um, they're, they, they make it easy. They're convenient. And what's cool about them is you can flip them upside down and – not only do you have the raised part, but if you flip it upside down, it's flat. So you can do either like a smash burger or use it like a griddle. Um, and you can sear the you know, almost like in a cast iron skillet where you're getting the entire surface of the meat seared um, it, rather than just those those marks that go from one side to the other. You know, uh, Do you have grill grates? I do. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know you picked them up. Um, oh, I've had them for years. Have you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't know they've been around that long. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they've been uh, Yeah, they've been around a long time. Now, are they just aluminum, or is it like aluminum? Uh, I don't know. Combined with, okay. Cause, I don't know. Well, my experience in the kitchen is that um, aluminum cookware can be a pain to clean, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's not the most durable stuff. It can it can be hard to clean. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess it, it makes sense. Are they are they thin? Yeah, um, not not as thin as you would think. Not, not prone to damage. Not flimsy or anything. I mean, they're they're not going to take a thousand degrees if you throw them in a yeah an aluminum egg at a thousand melt. degrees. You yeah, can you can actually melt <laughs> aluminum foil in your egg. Absolutely. You, yeah. yeah, you sure can. And and aluminum pans. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can you can melt that if you're not careful. Or I should say so. evaporate. It's not yeah. really like it melts. It just kind of evaporates, and I don't. Know. Yeah. Right. Right. Dude, when I could see one of the scariest scenes that I ever saw in a movie was from Raiders of the Lost. Ark uh, at the very end when they opened the Ark of the Covenant mm. and those Germans, their faces started melting. <laughs> They're made of aluminum. <laughs> oh man, that was oh that haunts me to this day. That's funny, <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that you know that definitely can happen. But I've seen some uh, grill companies have great options that are like a cast aluminum i wonder mm. if those work as well as a grill grate is there something special about the design of a grill grate that because uh, if i'm it's it's you have the um the grill the grill side you have the um, or they're raised yeah and then but it, there's no slots between them right? yeah there is yeah no there they is. go all the way through no they don't go all the way through right. so it goes down to uh they help prevent flare-ups like right a, so if you have a real juicy burger and you know people complain about you know especially someone who's blind or visually impaired mm -hmm. you get those grill grates on there and it it's catching the drippings uh in between those ridges and it helps prevent a lot of the flare-ups when you're doing a direct cook. It's like a plancha kind of where you would have the. Um, you always you always come up with a term that I have no idea. It's a big idea. green egg product. A plancha. Plancha. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, oh, I mean, so speak they, English. Uh, come on. The, uh, they they make half moons. I have the half moons actually. Uh, one side's a griddle. The, you flip it over. The other side has the. Um, oh, a little the raised, raised area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a little cast iron griddle. Yeah, right. Yeah. Double sided. Yeah. Okay. I I don't, but pl dude, plancha is lost on me. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you you always educate me. Always educate. Oh, well. Okay, plancha. All right, cool. 
Uh, yeah, well, it's 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 not quite the same because there are tiny little holes, right? Like at each end or something. Oh, okay. Uh, a little bit, so it's not exactly the same. And they're the the ridges; they're much uh, higher up, right? And so there's a, actually like a drip pan sort of underneath, yeah, okay. sort of, yeah. And what's really, it, of course, I'm getting a little sidetracked here because mm. the spatula, right? You can get them where it comes with a spatula. And the spatula is open at the end, so it's almost like it has three or four fingers sticking out and mm-hmm. open, so you can slide oh, underneath okay. your food as it sets on the ridges, getting those grill marks. You're not sliding under the food itself um, to separate it from the from the grill grate. You, the spatula goes in those grooves, gets up underneath your food, and then you lift it straight up. Do you personally use a spatula? No, no. Is it something that is it hard to tell? Well, actually, it, that's grates? easy. Those grill grates make using that spatula a lot easier. Do they? Okay. Yeah, it, for someone who's blind or visually impaired, it really does. Because you could feel so, where. Yeah, the problem is though, and, and here's here's the problem with the grill grates for me personally. Um, they get so hot, they will melt your nitrile gloves. Even the good ones. Even the good ones. Okay. Right. Um, and, and for example, there's, there's a guy that I know that I met who had grill grates sitting in the back seat of his car and it was like 95 degrees outside. He went into a store and when he came out, it looked like someone had dropped a cigarette on his Toyota Corolla, uh, cloth seats. He had burned a hole in his seat just from sitting out in his car, um, in the sunshine on a, on a hot summer day. I mean that that's that's the kind of heat that we're talking about that these things can absorb and 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 you know uh, reflect I guess yeah do they have I was just thinking that do they have I mean I know you can't see it yourself have you ever been told do they have like a a real shiny reflective surface I, um, I don't know because I don't know that that would be annoying if they do <laughs> right, I have right. you know if I cover the um, the the convector in in aluminum foil, I you know there's typically a shiny side. Yes, and yeah. A matte side. I was going to say, did you can't you know? put it the shiny side up in the summertime. It'll blind right. you. Okay, yeah. I mean, I if you're, <laughs> it'll blind you more. That's right. <laughs> I was getting ready to ask, did you know that there was a non-shiny side of the aluminum foil? <laughs> I I did know that only because yeah, yeah. it hurts my eyes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. All, All right, right, well, real so, quick. So, so the reverse sear. All yeah, right, what's we, the other method? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you get your meat smoked, right? Low and slow. You get that smoky flavor. You bring it up. Let's say to 123, and and then what you're going to do is I, I recommend pat it dry just a little bit with a paper towel. Okay. You can always add some more seasoning, but that sear part of what's going to make a great sear is going to be dependent upon the seasoning that you use. Right, because there are some seasonings that aren't going to sear as well. Obviously, pepper is going to do great. Espresso powder is going to do great. Um, sometimes, like the, the the paprika, you know, can do pretty good. What's your uh, favorite steak seasoning? Um, my favorite steak seasoning, um, Cosmo. Cosmo has um, cow cover, I think. Really? There's cow cover or cash cow. One of them is Cosmo and one of them is the other. But the one that's Cosmo, I love it. And actually, I'll, I, 
the great thing about seasoning is you can build flavor. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll use that as a base, and then there is this one that is a um, smoky chipotle seasoning that has some espresso in it, and I'll put it on top, and it's by Cattleman's Seasonings. And um, that'll go on top, and that's that's been one of my favorites um, for steak, for brisket. I mean, it's it's just really yeah. good. Uh, and then uh, there's another one called DB180 that is a rub company that has a really good steak seasoning that's that I think does really good. So. Oh yeah, uh, not the not the poultry one they make, but the yeah the, they've they've got a beef. And then they've got a steak. Okay. Um, they've got they've got the poultry. They've got a sweet. They've you know they've they've got different all kinds of different rubs. But the DB one eighty the steak is is really good, no doubt. So okay. um, you've got rubs like Jess Pryles has um, carniv hardcore carnivore. I think is her rub season line of seasonings, and and she's got one. You know, there's the black. Um, that a lot of folks love because of the color that it gives, especially on a sear. And and if you look, some of these rubs actually have this edible charcoal oh. that is in some of these rubs, and that helps also, you know, give a real nice coloring and 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 that nice carbon. Um, yeah, yeah. Flavor. Just, <laughs> well, not so much the flavor, but uh, <laughs> you know, at least the color. You know that huh. you're looking for when you sear and get that change of texture and stuff. That yeah, you're they're going putting for. all kinds of stuff in rubs these days. They are. You got to be real careful, and that—that's what's really cool about last week's episode with Mikey K. Because we were able, you know, he talked about you know how picky he is about what goes in his rubs, and there's a lot of companies that aren't like that. You've got so many preservatives and so many non um, non caking things they add into there and you start reading yeah. all the ingredients and it's like silicone what yeah, you know, know. Like, right. are you serious yeah. what what are we putting into our bodies you know and well that's why i appreciate lane's barbecue yeah i mean they don't they don't add anything to and they're uh really you know they will list every single ingredient they do in their rubs even though legally um you can just put spice blend for a lot of the for stuff some, they yeah. put in there and most companies will just put spice blend. You don't see a lot of companies that are willing to list every ingredient. And right. um, I don't know. The I've been liking the steak seasoning that they sent me on my birthday because I don't know if you order from their website. But if you order from yeah, their website, yeah. yeah, you can join their, um, oh, whatever it is. Their, I think they their call it VIP yeah, yeah, their or something email like thing that. And, yeah. Or All-Star or something yeah, like that. Fast Lane Barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. they'll send you birthday gifts. And, awesome. Um, you don't get those? Um, no, because there's a couple of reasons, but uh, you know he you he sends things for our for our uh, packages that we send out to folks, right? And so mm-hmm. he he does so much for us that I I I try not to ask for anything in addition, even though if he offers it sometimes. So I'll, I go I on their was, website and I buy things all the sure, time. Sure, I do that too. Yeah, but, but it's like uh, you put in your your ad your you make a little account and then you get birthday gifts huh. automatically. Well, I don't know. Go. Well, they sent me the steak seasoning. They don't sell it, um, but I forget what it's called on the bottle. But it's pretty good stuff. It's got the horseradish powder in it, um, butter powder, <laughs> uh, you know, powdered butter on your steak right there. Yeah. Um, some garlic. I think it's got thyme in it, and maybe I don't know. Does it have coffee? I don't think so. 
Man. Man, yeah, I guess it sounds okay. good. But mainly the horseradish powder and that butter powder. Yeah. Or, I don't know. It's pretty good. Yeah, it um, does sound good. Yeah, so I don't know. And that would go good on a lot of things. If Ryan Lane listens to this podcast, um, <laughs> he should sell that seasoning. Right, so, right. You know, I would like, it does go good on a lot of things, by the way. Vegetables, anything. Sure. You know, of course, you know, Lane, He, uh, if you go to lanesbarbecue.com, L-A-N-E-S-B-B-Q.com, um, great company, great products, and yeah. uh, they even had, and I don't know if it would be still be going on now or not, but, you know, they're, they're sort of white, which I love. They have a sort of white hot, yes, which is a limited uh, run, yeah. which is which is cool. They've but, come out with a few sauces in the past have, year that yeah. uh, I haven't tried yet that yeah. look um, pretty good. I mean, well, you can sign up. I know that, and I've done this before for their, like, Pitmasters Elite uh, club where you know you 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 buy into this and then uh, at the beginning of the year they start you know every so often they send you a new rub you know and 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 you're the only one that gets that you know the in that group it's not something they're selling you know online or anything it's just you know you get that oh really that rub yeah 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 it's pretty they got a lot of neat little programs like they that. do I, mm-hmm. I must yeah. miss that i'll have to look closer for that yeah yeah it, it usually happens around october november they'll start advertising for the next year hmm. or you can you can sign up and pay you know in advance and then um or somebody gets you it for a gift and then throughout the year every once in a while you get a surprise come to your door there it is you know there's a brand new rub that you get to try and it's pretty neat it's yeah pretty it neat. sounds like it. it's always nice to get uh those little gifts yeah Absolutely, yeah. So, um, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll come back and we'll talk about. Uh, we'll finish up the reverse here, and I want to get to that recipe that I was going to talk sure, about sure. as well. Kickashbasket.com for your grilling accessory needs. Check out their baskets for charcoal management. Perfect airflow to help you manage the heat, the temperature that you want to cook at. They've got the kick-ash can for their Kamado-style grills that you can make for easy cleanup. When that ash is built up, just pick it up, dump it, put it back in, and you are good to go. As they say, shake that ash and light that fire. All right there for you at Kick-Ash Basket's website. Use our link in the description of this podcast. Kickashbasket.com and tell them Blind Grilling sent you. So, Vince, yeah, we're going to, you know, again, kind of move on from the, the reverse here. But the idea is smoking it low and slow first, get mm. that in there, and then let it rest for a few minutes. You know, maybe pat it dry. You can reheat it with some seasoning if you want, especially one that is heavy in pepper. You know, that's going to be really good for those marks. And then sear it, whether it's in a cast iron skillet, whether it's on your grill grates, you know, and do it for a minute, minute and a half, depending on how thick the meat is on each side to really get that nice crust and not overcook it. You know, that's, um, you know, if if you like those marks, you know, make sure, you know, what you're going to be putting it on is, you know, as hot as you can get it, you know, if you can. Um, but, uh, definitely, and one more way to sear it. And that is with a torch, right? I mean, some of us are using torches to light our grills and you've got the JJ George grill torch that, uh, kick-ash basket sells on their website. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've got the grill gun grill by grill blazer and they've got the sous vide version. So after you sous vide some meat, you can take it out, pat it dry and then hit it with that sous vide torch and sear both sides. Uh, but that sear, you know, I used to think it was only for appearance, 
And, and it's really not. I mean, you don't have to do it, and you can be very pleased with the results, just slow-smoking burgers and steaks and, and other things. But there is something that it does, a little bit of texture, a little bit of flavor, that it can help us accentuate uh, depending on the rub that you're using. So um, I'd give it a you go both ways, whether it's you know, not searing and then with a sear, uh, and and practice with it because first of all you'll get to eat a lot of great great meat. Sure, <laughs> right? yeah. The more you practice, right, the more you get to eat, uh, and you'll find out what works for you and what you like to do. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I would uh, also the reverse sear method. I would only you know, I wouldn't say that's for every cut of steak. Um, would you? I mean, like a filet mignon, uh, you get a filet. I, I don't. I don't think I would. I do it. Really, you don't yeah, really do. need to reverse I do a filet. Yeah. That's such a tender piece of meat. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I get it smoky, and I bring it to about 115 degrees internal temp. If you're doing it for flavor, sure. And then then I I'll think, sear it. Yeah. Didn't the reverse sear though? Um, that method was developed because of tenderness. I think right. There, there's some arguments to be made. You know, I mean that that's one of the biggest arguments. Um, to be made for it, especially given that fat time to render down a little bit. So mm-hmm. on the fattier cuts of meat, like your ribeye and things like that, for sure. And you're not causing the um, muscle fibers to um, tense up from the um, yeah extreme heat. I yeah, guess, that and that's what part of what that rest does, right? Because your moisture basically runs into the very middle of the meat. Everything mm-hmm. kind of you know as you're cooking, and then when you rest, it you know that's it's relaxing. The moisture is being redistributed throughout the meat, mm-hmm. uh, and you know the more fat, you know the more moisture you're going to have, obviously. Because yeah, you're right. The um, fillet is very lean, no doubt about it. But sometimes there's a little bit of, there. You know, there's going to be some fat that's going to be in there, uh, but it's. Um, it still works well for that. I mean, you can get thinner cuts like a, um, a flat iron uh, steak or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. that I, I wouldn't necessarily. Um, you wouldn't you know, reverse here a flat iron? I don't think so. No? Why not? I don't know. I just haven't done it. Oh. I'll have to try it and see. Well, yeah, I mean, because some of those steaks you want to eat just very rare and you don't want to have, uh, uh, you don't want to get them too warm, I guess. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Is flat iron one of those? I don't. I mean, I've cooked flat iron steaks before. I just can't. I just grill them. I've just grilled them. When I get a flat iron, I'll just grill it straight up. Yeah, Yeah. I I guess that's probably. You know, I I think I tend to make like carne asada with those. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's. I mean, pretty much grilling them. Just. Yeah, we're just gonna have to talk about different cuts of steak (laughs) and things, and and maybe just get a bunch and and do different methods and. you know, so yeah. if anybody wants to support us and send us a check, you know, to buy all this meat, <laughs> Porter Road or uh, oh yeah, yeah, there you go, get a meat. One sponsor. of those online yeah. butcher shops. If yeah, you want. yeah, the uh, butcher shop down in uh, Pensacola, Florida. Man, send you know, send we'll, us some meat. We'll yeah. film it and we'll we'll do a lot of experimenting and um, they'll get some advertising and we'll eat good. Yeah, and we yes. will eat good. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, Vince, what is one of your What's one of your favorite desserts, would you say? Oh, one of my favorite desserts. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. I, you know, that I, I make a lot of different desserts if I'm making desserts. I try not to make them too often. <laughs> but if I'm making them, um, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll go all over the place. My wife always wants something with chocolate. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I tend to incorporate chocolate. Um, you know, those cheesecake dumplings you showed me. Uh, yeah, the blueberry cheesecake dumpling. Yeah. I've made a chocolate version of those before that everyone seemed to like. Um, favorite, though? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, pecan pie. Oh, <laughs> if it's Thanksgiving, oh. no. But I mean, oh. favorite. Love pecan pie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, my kids are gone for the week. I've been to Andy's a couple times. <laughs> you can't make that on the egg, though. So yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know if it has yeah. to be made on the egg. Um, no, not necessarily on the egg. I just wonder what your favorite. Dessert I just like is. dessert. But I mean, your wife likes chocolate. All right, so brownies, right? Yeah, you sure. Love I got, brownies. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a method for making brownies that, and and you do this with just a box brownie mix. That that's the the brilliant thing about this, which makes it so awesome. And you can do it inside, right? So we're not even talking about necessarily on the grill. We're just talking about what to do with a brownie mix to make these amazing, gooey, chewy, chocolatey brownies that are just the the best you'll ever put in your mouth, right? I mean, your tongue will love you forever, no doubt about it. And and it, it basically requires just taking two boxes of brownie mix and mix them together. Follow the directions, right? So you got one brownie mix and the same brownie mix. You double it up. You mix it up. So you're just doubling the recipe, right? Now, that that sounds like, okay, what's different about that? Well, first of all, you don't make it in a bigger pan. Use the same size pan you'd usually make it in. And the key, and here's the secret, all right? I'm going to give away my secret to these brownies set your oven at 300 degrees and cook them for one hour at 300 degrees right so you mix it up if it calls for an egg you add the egg you know so if you're doing two packages be two eggs whatever milk it costs or calls for for each package you know you you add you mix it all up just like you were making them normally you put them in your pan and then I want you to start your oven at 300 degrees, get it preheated, throw it in there for one hour. That's all it takes. I'm hungry, Chris. It's good. It is so. (laughs) It's amazing the difference that that makes at the low temperature for an extended period of time, doubling the recipe. Do you know why? No, I don't know. (laughs) It works. Dude, I'm not a scientist. No. Right? But this isn't rocket science. No. This is just a matter of trying it and saying, thank you, blind grilling. (laughs) Because it works. It It really does good. Oh, yeah, it does. Man, we got our mowers. I've got a mower in the backyard. Man, wouldn't you know it? They come when we're recording. That's all right. I don't Uh, know. I thought you mowed your own lawn, Chris. uh, Well, you know, I used to. (laughs) I tried one time. Did you really? When Michelle and I first got married, um, I mowed the yard, and she came home from work one day, and she said, "Hey, thanks for trying to mow the yard." Oh, and I was like, well, "How do you know I didn't hire one of these kids down the street to mow it?" She's because I can see the great big old strips that you missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know when I stopped mowing lawns when I moved to Missouri. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, walk back, and you know, first off, there's hills everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Our lawn was on a hill, 
And uh, the hills first time are I pushed alive. A, I pushed a mower around in that. <laughs> but they're killing events uh, in that yard in 95 degree heat for a couple hours. I thought, well, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Man, I tell you what, they got they got right up against the window there. I guess they did. Did my mic cut out, or did you? Uh, no, it was me. I was oh, okay. trying to mute out a little bit of it. So. All right, all right. That's all good. You know, we hey, dude, this is uh, this is how we roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Folks get the real Unedited deal on these podcasts. Version. Unedited. That's right, man. If you want like those brownies, it. you're going to endure the noise. That's right. That's right. That's right. Here, I'm giving my secret recipe, and then the noise overtakes everything, and everyone's like, what? What was it? What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> I think we came in louder than the mower noise. Yeah, probably. It's probably yeah. annoying if you're wearing headphones. So. Yeah, yeah. So You just need a, a recording light out there outside your house, just a red light that comes on. Tell yeah, them yeah. Tell them not to mow if the lights yeah. are. Avoid the backyard. <laughs> well, you know, my wife had broke a bone in her foot, and um, it was just real difficult for her to get out there and mow. And so I got a guy who's like, all right, just come and, you know, take care of it. And that's been a little over a month ago. And yeah. He's just been doing it ever since. So it's it it helps. It does. It does. She's got enough on her plate. I, sure. I ask her to do enough plus work and everything. So yeah. it's all good. But. But anyway, well, folks, I appreciate everybody tuning in, listening to the Blind Grilling Experience. And welcome once again to all of our audio information network of Colorado listeners. We appreciate you all as well. Our email address is blindgrilling at gmail.com. Vince, man, thanks again. Always love having you in studio with me. Thank you, Chris. It's my pleasure. Yeah. We'll uh we'll do some experimental cooks and get back here and uh, share them with folks and see. I would, yeah, I would love yeah. to do it. Yeah, if Let's you guys get those got steaks a, here. Yeah, that's all right. Get those steaks here. You guys got a cook or something you want us to talk about specifically? Maybe a technique or something you want us to go over and uh, see you know, how it is we might recommend doing it or how we've done it or maybe you can tell us how we should be doing it. Shoot us an email blindgrilling at gmail.com that's how you get in touch with us folks again thanks for listening share it out with all your friends let them know about the blind grilling experience and all the podcast apps and the ai in colorado network until next time remember if you're looking don't sit still you ain't cooking we're gonna have a barbecue barbecue it keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. If you enjoyed this program, Please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.